and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, I certainly do appreciate the introduction. I am glad that you have decided to download our podcast. May God bless you for your efforts in studying His Word, wanting to get know, to know Him on a better personal level. Today we're going to continue our discussion from last week about meditation, meditating on the Word of God. Uh, if you missed that first part, you're welcome to always go to our webpage and listen to all the previous uh, podcasts that we've done. Most podcasting apps have them clear back since we have started three, three and a half years or so ago. And so anyway, we're going to discuss again, we're going to conclude today, uh, this thought about meditating on God's Word. And we kind of left off with uh, Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. And we're going to read that here in just a moment. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world and poverty-stricken nations are not financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates. Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God. So we are back, Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, brother, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. As we kind of let, let, let go last week, as we ended, concluded, I should say, uh, this is the description I think that we should have disciplined our minds to dwell upon. Our first meditation, really, thought is we should be well grounded in the Word of God. And the only way you're going to do that, honestly, as you heard me say last week, is to study the Word of God for yourself. These hour-long TV programs, 25-minute sermon at your local congregation, uh, not saying they're all bad or evil, but it's not enough. At the end of the day, you're going to be judged on uh, not what I told you. I will be judged heavier uh, for what I taught, but you're going to be judged on how you knew God, lived out His Word. It is important that you figure out what is really the truth and that's why I really always ask you to open a Bible and follow along. And so, uh, turn with me to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verses 97 through 99. Again, over and over, when meditation is talked about in, in the Bible, it is explained as meditation upon the Word of God. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands makes me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Verse 99. I have made more insight than all my teachers, for I medicate on your statues. Okay, I always found verse 99 kind of interesting. Here's a young King David. 
saying, you know, I think I've kind of learned more about God's Word than the people who are trying to teach me. Uh, they are on a hobby horse. They have their favorite chapter and verse or their favorite book or uh, something along that line. And David's saying, I, I meditate on your statues. I, I have more insights than my teachers. Of course, the Bible uh, they had at the time was the law. It, it still is the law. Uh, we're just under Christ's law now. Uh, but the Hebrew word translated law is Torah. And the psalmist was medi meditating upon the Torah, upon the word of God. Turn on me to Psalm chapter 1. The first three verses there, I think it's interesting how uh, the psalm is put together with this uh, very first one. Blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of wicked or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But he is delights in the law, okay, the Torah, the Bible, of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. So this is a constant thing. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields his fruit in the season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. We're going to come back to some of the results of this meditation uh, here a little bit later, but blessed is the man who delights in the meditations and the Word of God. The instruction the Lord would give Joshua as he's leading the Israelites is very, very much the same. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Do not let this book of law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Again, we, we have the results. You will be prosperous and successful. And this means you must meditate on it day and night. It must be very much part of your life so that we can do everything carefully. It's, it's written down for us. Uh, the word is really a gold mine for meditation. This is uh, why we go, I'm going to use the word excavate the truth. We're going to dig through the word of God to find the truth that we need to know. Perhaps it's not being taught clearly. Perhaps it's not being taught at all. Uh, maybe you're blessed to be in a congregation where the entire word of God is being taught. Our second meditation should include the good things that God has done for us. Psalm again, book of Psalms. Psalm 143 verse 5 says, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. I personally find it very encouraging to think about my past experiences uh, with God, His his tender mercies toward me, the love I have experienced from him, in the way uh, a married couple can reflect back on the times together. I, I think it's a good thing uh, to think about the, the times that you've had with God. But beyond that, to ponder the mighty works of God, the work of redemption, the work of grace, the, the creation uh, event, Again, Psalm 77, verses 12 and 13. I will meditate on all your works and consider 
all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? Again, back to the first psalm. Blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the ways of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates on it day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in the season as whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Again, we're going to come back to some more of this, but the blessed is the man who delights in the meditates on the word of God. This is the instruction God gave to Joshua as he begins to lead his uh, ministry with leading the Israelite people into the promised land. We've already read Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Again, I, I, we had the results. You will be prosperous and you will be successful, Joshua, if you do what is written down in the book of God, the Bible. I remember uh, Psalm 143, verse 5 says, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. I personally find this very encouraging to think about past experiences, again, that I've had with God in the same uh, way which you probably have as well. Uh, Psalm 77, 12 and 13 says, I will meditate on all your works and consider your mighty deeds. How great is our God? I know I've already read that once before, but it's worth thinking about. This greatness of God in his nature uh, around us, the richest subjects of meditation. I mean, just look at the stars at night or how a sunrise can be so beautiful. Uh, how the ocean, the tides. Uh, listen again here in, in David in Psalm chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is a man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? Again, notice what thoughts come into David's heart as he, as he looks upon creation. You know, we have this uh, religion today that really worships cr uh, the creation and not the creator. I'm not saying that we shouldn't take care of the environment. I'm not saying that uh, we need to be careful not pollute our water and our air and all this. Uh, we need to understand who really created all of this. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Again, that's Psalm 19. Their, their voices go out. The people are always asking, what about the heathen who has never heard of the gospel? You know how many times I've been asked that question? Well, according to a verse that's been given in so many messages about creation itself and where they are accountable, Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Here's the Apostle Paul. For since the creation of the world, 
God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that man are without excuse. Okay, so we can look around us, if we're really honest with ourselves, uh, this very podcast that you're listening to, on whatever device, if I would walk up to you and say, hey, that's a really neat iPod or iPhone or whatever you're using, um, where'd you get that? And you would say, well, you know, I was just walking along, decided I was going to plant a tree because I wanted the air to be clean, and I dug it up. I just found it. Okay? It has to have a creator, that, that listening device that you're listening to the podcast on. It has to have a listening. Somebody created it. Somebody put that together. It just didn't come up out of the earth. There's a lot to be revealed about God and its nature in itself, and it's worthy of our meditation. I mean, it's just amazing of the creation around us. So, we were talking about this subject here several weeks ago, and this kind of come up. What is the difference between biblical meditation and cultic meditation? In other words, based upon the East, uh, Asia, and their religions. Well, the cultist meditates upon the creation. Uh, he's trying to merge with a cosmic mind, He's not glorifying God for the awesome works of his hands. He's essentially worshiping the nature as God. Like I said a moment ago, we've got that going on right now in our country, within our own government, around the world. God is distinct from his creation. He's above it. He's greater than all of the creation. This cultic meditation seeks to empty the mind. It's to bring in to really this kind of a passive state. We, we are not seeking a blank, empty mind. We are filling our minds with the thoughts and the goodness and the glory of God. We are filling our minds with truth that is revealed in His Word. There is a substance to our meditation. And this is an important distinction. For a passive mind is... An invention, it's an invitation to the devil's invasion. Do not play around with unbiblical meditation. Yoga comes to mind, okay? Uh, I know there's a lot of people in the, in the Christian world that doesn't see anything wrong with yoga. What they really understood, the heritage, the background, uh, the beginning stages of where uh, yoga uh comes out of, uh, they wouldn't be doing it. But we've been told it's okay. And so they don't study that out to figure it out on their own. And if you can listen to podcasts. I've actually talked about yoga and the dangers of yoga in the past. But they are just deadly. I mean, Isaiah 820, to the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. That's the New King James Version. So we have touched upon this, uh, some of the results of biblical meditation. Psalm 1, again, describes the man who meditates upon the law of God and, and obeys as like the one that 
the tree that's planted by the streams of water. In the same way that tree draws life and nutrition from the streams of water, when a person actually meditates, studies the Word of God, it is continually, you are continually drawing this spiritual nutrition and life from God. This person is going to yield good fruit in the seasons. And we all have seasons even in our walk with God. And, but his leaf will not dry up. It will not wither. Whether, whether, excuse me, whatever he does, he prospers. That does not mean we're going to get a Lamborghini, a mansion. You know, we have quite a few people that listen to the podcast outside of the U.S. or actually in third world countries. And, you know, they, they see the TV, they, they see the TV shows, and the few people they see from America, Canada, you know, Europe, lots of money. Okay, and then when they come here, they are in a huge culture shock. They are just, they can't believe there's common everyday people here. And they would never believe it, and their families don't believe it. If they ever call them or email them or whatever, go back. They don't believe it because they see, well, I see it on TV. Everybody has a maid and a butler. Well, where did the maid and butler come from? Okay, so... This success comes through studying the Word of God. Our prosper, we're going to have the greatest reward is eternal life. How do you, how do you connect, make this connection between meditation and, and success work? So whatever my focus and attention's on, fill my mind. That's the way I'm going to think. You know, there's an old saying, garbage in, garbage out. It's a very old saying, but there's a lot of truth to that. Whatever we put in, I mean, there are things in my mind I put in there as a teenager, young man, that I wish I'd never put in there, okay? But if I fill my mind with the Word of God, the Word of God is going to start filtering that stuff out. It's going to say, okay, you don't need your mind to go there. You don't need to have those kind of thoughts in your world. Again, my actions are driven by my thoughts. And if my mind has been renewed by meditating upon the Word of God, I will live more wisely. I will be more and more Christ-like. This is a very helpful book of learning what true wisdom really is ultimately found in. You know, I remember trying to study the book of Proverbs one time with a congregation outside of Chicago. And we, we started this off, and I made it really clear. We're going to be in the book of Proverbs for a while. I said, okay, as well, long as we're studying, we're fine. Well, within six, eight weeks, they were bored with it, and they wanted to do something else. You know, and it told me immediately why they were spiritually in trouble. They did not want to get deep into the Word of God. They wanted to stay in topics that they knew and had studied for the last 55 to hundred years, but they hadn't studied the entire Word of God completely and deeply. Oh, they would argue that they have, but the action spoke louder than the words. So that's true in our lives. Are we, when we're at work, when we're at school, when we're at church, when we're out in the yard talking to the neighbor, wherever we are, actions speak louder than our words. Oh, you can say I'm a Christian. 
but are your actions saying that you are? Notice what Psalm 119, verse 11. Okay, wisdom doesn't come until we get the word of God in our heart. Notice what he says. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You see, meditating on God's word and, and hiding it in our heart is going to help us fight against temptation. It helps us think clearly and concerningly about sinful acts. It gives us a sound mind and good reasoning powers. Beyond that, Bible meditation helps us to get to know God in a more deeper, intimately, more holier way so that God can whisper in our spiritual ear. God can guide us with his counsel. He can teach us his ways. He can reveal himself to us. And to know God is to be transformed by his influence. There's an important link, I believe, between meditation, study, memorization. And I remember going through school, we had to memorize blocks and blocks of scriptures uh, chapters and upon chapters sometimes to get through certain classes. It was a requirement. And, you know, if you memorize a passage, then any time, any place, you can, re you can study on that. You can reflect back on that Bible verses that you've meditated on, those chapters that you have memorized. Meditation without biblical study can go off and on into a tangent. I, our thoughts need to be directed according to what God has revealed in his word. But if we never take time to study the Bible out for ourselves and put the passages in the proper context and understand the meaning intended by the inspired writer, we can find ourselves chewing on a straw and not experiencing much nourishment from our meditation. You know, I have watched people get really weird and passionate and pursue meditation without having truly studied the Bible. They eventually make the word to say to them whatever it is they want to say. It can sound like, wow, I've really accomplished a lot. But not really, on the other hand, their, their biblical accuracy is somewhere out in the ocean somewhere. It's, it's not really around. Uh, it's a dusty, dry pathway that take people off into I don't know type of place. And that's why we have so many people who truly believe they can do what they want and they're okay and they're saved. It's difficult to get out of certain lifestyles. It's difficult to get out of a rut that you're in. And the only way you're going to get out of those lifestyles, the only way you're going to get out of those ruts is to let God pull you out. We must take both discipline and Bible study as part of our daily lives as we walk. Part of this balance that we're really talking about comes from being a part of a healthy spiritual community. Finding a church that really studies in the beginning was God.
You know, he studied, you study the whole word of God. And how many people can tell me what the last word of revelation is? It's amen. So in the beginning and amen, and every word, every comma, every paragraph, every, everything needs to be studied. It is a complete word. It is not in part. You just can't pick and choose your favorite topics, subjects, books, chapters. I have them. I enjoy. There are certain things I really enjoy in the Word, but I also know I need to study the entire Word of God. And the only way you're know, going to know a community of believers is healthy is they're not all clones. I, I mean, in every cult, everybody has the same emphasis and the same opinion. They just regurgitate over and over again what they've been told. They can't think for themselves. It's unacceptable to me to be otherwise, but to be that individual that God has created. We're all on different knowledge and levels. The Word of God is continually teaching me something that maybe it's already taught you. And we need to work together to study God's Word. In the body of Christ, the church, there is such a diversity uh, within. I mean, we really need more unity. But, you know, in this healthy community of believers, you will always have individuals who want to emphasize a certain type of study, certain chapters and verses again. And that's all we're going to talk about. I've seen it myself multiple times. We need to have balance. Uh, I recall a congregation where I was at where I preached for about five years. They did not want anything from the Old Testament. Okay? Uh, we need to have balance. We need, before you can understand the New Testament, you really need to understand how we got where we are. Uh, so when Jesus says, remember Lot's wife, well, what in the world does that mean if you haven't studied the Old Testament? And it's hard to find balance. I understand that. But we need to work with these key ingredients being uh, humble and being respectful. Whatever your strength is, don't elevate your gift above others. Every member of the, of the Lord's church is needed, they're important, they're vital, and respect and appreciation of what they can contribute can strengthen people that maybe you don't realize. Maybe you're not particularly strong in that certain area. You know, as a preacher for so many years, from time to time, I've had trouble with people who uh, are into studying and then being upset that mentors didn't spend enough time on in Bible studies as they, as they tried to mature. You know, youth ministries. I've heard young people coming out of college. Well, that was a lot of fun. We went swimming. We went golfing. We went on field trips. And I'd say, well, well, did you ever study the Bible? Well, we read it a couple of times, you know, and it's just kind of a thing in passing. Um, and I know there's a lot of good youth ministry programs out there. But what is the purpose of the youth ministry programs? I don't want us to, to be uh, a group of people, a church that, just wants to re re reject 
those people who want to work with you, uh, mentors and stuff. We need to draw on each other's strength. We need to look at other generations and see why they think what they think and how they do that and help them and encourage them. In return, they're going to do the same thing to you, I would hope. Before I actually close this, I, I want to make a few points on, on all of this, on this meditation. You are simply going to have to take the time to thoroughly process what the Bible is saying, what it stands for, the context it was written. Uh, find a place where you can be alone with God without distractions. Read the Psalms. Now read it. So read the same Psalm over and over and over again. Read it 15 times. You might be surprised. You know, I, I remember when the little book, The Prayer of Jay, Jabez, came out years ago, oh, 20, 25 years ago. Somebody wrote a book on one verse. And I thought, huh? And I read the book, and I thought, I don't remember all that. Sure enough, it was there, okay? So over and over, read it over and over again. Silence. It's still before God. Wait for all the activity settles and goes away. If there are issues that arise, I mean, once talked about it, we talked about it in the beginning, how to deal with them. But find quiet. Confess your sins to God. Ask for that cleansing blood. Cast all your care upon the Lord. Receive the peace of God that passes through understanding. Know how to become a child of God. Just because we say we are doesn't necessarily mean that we are. I mean, there's a friend that listens to this, and I'm going to steal his, his uh, little saying. Just because you're uh, in the hen house doesn't make you a rooster. Okay? It doesn't. Read the same passage. Read them slowly three or four times, a dozen times. Make notes. Uh, write it in your own words. Read it out loud. You might be surprised. Uh, I listen to an audio Bible and follow it in the Bible. I'm reading it and listening to it. I, I'm praying about it. Um, realize or not, if you studied the Psalms, they're really songs. How many songs on Sunday morning we sing come from the book of Psalms? I certainly hope that you will take what we've been talking about for the last two podcasts and try to put it in your life and use it when, when you can and how it works best for you. But meditate, focus on the Word of God, study the Word of God, tell others about the Word of God. Bow your head humbly before God and recognize that He is a holy, pure, mighty God. He loves you. He cares for you. He gave you his word so that we would know him and what he expects of us as his created child. The child that he died for and saved, cleansed with blood. I hope and pray that you will continue to study the word of God. I hope that you will continue to listen to the podcast, that you will tell others about us. Uh, be in prayerful consideration for uh, this podcast as we 
seek out ways to financially keep it going and uh, we're just debating about lots of things and how to do them and when to do them but we're going to start making decisions on some of this stuff here pretty quick so please tell others about us check out our web page uh, we've had issues with it coming up going to people are hacking it i don't know what's going on with that uh, we may just take the web page down for a time until we can figure out how to get better security on it or something but that's mumbling but that is a prayer need so uh we pray i pray each day for all of you that listen please pray for me as we continue to strive to do this ministry that we so dearly love again thank you for listening may god bless you may he always have the glory thank you for listening to this week's podcast be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.